The reuse and reproduction of this content is not allowed without the express written consent of EBH Fitness LLC. My name is DJ Lady Dubois. I'm your hostess of Breaking the Music. Today we have on our show as a guest, Jatavis Fuse, Sergeant Fuse at that. So today, Sergeant Fuse, would you like me to call you that or? You can, I go by many titles. You can call me, you know, Sergeant Fuse, you can call me Fuse, or you can just call me DJ Fuse, however, you know, however you feel comfortable. I accept all titles. All right, all right. So tell me, what brings you out here to El Paso? Oh, man. Um, you know, oddly enough, I actually got, I have family here, mm -hmm. but that's not why I'm here, obviously. You know, uh, uh, America's, uh, the home of America's tank division. Got stationed out here about seven years ago, 2014, and um, yeah, we uh, we have been here ever since. Um, oh, yeah. I, I was here actually in a 2008, I did a WLC, that's Warrior uh, Leadership Course. It's now BLC now, Basic Leadership Course or whatever. Um, I did that, and I remember telling myself, I never want to be stationed here. It's mountains. It's <laughs> nothing like the East Coast. Right. I mean, but, you know, you know what they say, you want to make God laugh, tell them your plans. Mm -hmm. So here I am Kind of grows on you out here, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. It does. So, what brought you into the music scene? Because I hear about you all around here in El Paso. Wow. Uh, I'm going to just get right to it. All right. right. He hails by the name of DJ J.D. Walker, lives down in uh, uh, Sebring, Florida now. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's my stepfather. Uh, not my biological dad, my stepfather. I love him dearly. Uh, he, he showed myself like he showed me everything that i feel today is missing from everybody that that wants to start like the first thing mm -hmm. you need to learn how to carry them crates you need to learn how to lug your equipment exactly. he never let me touch anything N nothing <laughs> he's like i couldn't touch a, a record nothing like, grab stretch your cords out right your quarter inch cords give me the longest one the longest and the thickest one is going to our subs i'm just like oh so these these young djs today yes they are very good but they're they're not getting that these are survival tools you yes. see what i'm saying at any given moment because uh you know we've been in the game for a long time and oh, uh, yes. these are survival tools so you know just seeing him work and you know seeing him um having fun while providing for us and I'm just like, yo, if you don't want to do this, then I don't know. You ain't living. You know what I'm saying? So right. it was just natural. And then, you know, I got, you know, my family, you know, musically inclined. I got a lot of singers and, you know, instrument, uh, instrument players. And, you know, I mean, it's just, it, the list goes on. So do you sing? Do you play instruments as well? Oh, nah, nah. No? Nah. No? You oh. know what's you know crazy, though? <laughs> Let me be honest. 
I'll say I can hold a note. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm a shower singer. It don't sound half bad. Right. But to get a mic and stand in front of people, nah. No. Nah, <laughs> nah, we're not going to do that one, nah, because I don't want to embarrass myself. It's just too many great singers out here. Mm -hmm. I don't want to jump in nobody else's lane. Right, but, right. Yeah. I totally understand that. So, now, when you're playing music, right, mm -hmm. does it take you to a Pacific place? Every you know? time. Every time. Every, I'm telling you, if... If you really just listen to a set that I do, mm -hmm. and uh, the best way I can break it down is just like how they would do, you know, back in the days, it was always called the get down. Right. And every portion of every song, there's always a portion that catch me if I like the song. Now, if I don't like it, I, and it's just top 40, and I'm, I, I'm playing for, you know, the entertainment of people, then I'll probably never catch, you know, the portion of that song that gets me. But um, just like... Uh, you know, for uh, for instance, um, like uh, I'll just go, you know, back in, just in my era. I can't go too far back. Right. I'll do a uh, children's story, Slick Rick. Right. That knock him out the park. Oh, come on. <laughs> I would literally, I could go back and forth just with that alone. Like, I don't even need the rest of the song. Right. But that's just to get down for us, and it's just a place in time as to where whenever I hear that song, it'll always bring me back to when I was sitting on a little crate mm -hmm. and then just watching my stepdad, man, just do his thing and enjoy it, you know? Right, right. I mean, yeah. So what was the, let's see here, what was the first song that you ever played? Oh, MG, you ain't gonna believe this. This is outside of what you think. Like most people be like, oh, he gonna hit him down with some like, you uh -huh. know, old school hip hop. Believe it or not, believe it or not, when I actually started like really taking this thing serious and say, you know what, I'm gonna do something with music. Uh -huh. I can't rap, can't sing, so I'm gonna just blend and mix it and chop it up as best I can. Uh -huh. It was Erica Badu, her live album. Oh, my goodness. And that's a good album, It's too. a good, but you would just never think, like, dude, what are you doing, like, mixing Erica Badu? First of all, Erica Badu is not to be mixed. Not that live. That live, you got to let that go. <laughs> so, yeah. And then uh, I was just, because my, uh, my stepfather, he had the vinyl. Right. And uh, at this point in time, he was letting me, like, all right, let me see where you're at. And he was teaching me how to place needles, you know. Mm -hmm. And I uh, never got to the beat matching portion just then. Right. But it was always, and it was that state, and it's that get down, you mm -hmm. know, right there. And I'm just like, bro, I need to, and I'm searching through trying to find things that blend with it. Man, I was all over the place. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Do you remember how long it took you to learn how to set the needles? Oh, my God. Because that's see. one of the hardest things, right? You know what's crazy? When I first, when, when my stepdad, he was showing me, mm -hmm. I never actually learned it. Okay. I learned later. I learned when I actually started, like, using MIDI controllers and stuff like that. And then, you know, I actually started making some money, and I can afford my own uh, turntables. I bought uh, the ones I use every now and then, those uh, Pioneer 1000s. Right, right. bought those. And, um, oh, my God, like, the biggest thing for me, mm -hmm. you know, in our minds, we say, ah, oh, yeah, I'm just going to get these turntables, and I'm going to just go. No. no. <laughs> it's just like that, just like I was telling you. Like, mm -hmm. I, I appreciate my stepfather for that, for just showing me, like, the ropes. He was like Mr. Miyagi. You know? Right. You know, take your jacket off, pick it up. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he, he never got to that point to where he showed me how to set that freaking tone on him just to get to the needles. Mm -hmm. That tone on him got to be tight, and it's got to be tight. And it, you have to set it according to what type of DJ you are. If you're a scratch DJ, you're just a bland guy. Mm -hmm. You have to set it, and that was like real complicated. I ain't gonna lie, I gave up probably like twice, and then I, <laughs> I said, you know what? I mean, you, you, I just feel like it'd be a, it'd be a slap in the face to not gain that one skill, right. you know, and just learn it. And once I learned it, um, 
my turntables are. I'm very. I let you get. You can have my Rain Twelves. My mm. turntable now, because right. I'm attached to them because it took me so long to get them to you know conform to me. Right. So yeah. Oh yeah, that'd be definitely one thing that, that's hard to get rid of. Mm -hmm. It's just like uh, when you go out to a competition and they say, hey, you can use this one. And you're kind of like, um, nah, no. Nah. <laughs> Yeah. I'd rather stick to my own, own we, thing. If yes. you remember in the battle, I went out and got my, my other ones. I said, man, I just can't because I wish I had I had a moral compass. I say, man, should I just go with my turntables or should I just, you know, rock with the Rain 12s? And I ended up, uh, the first go around, I was on my uh, a good friend of mine, DJ T.O. Mm -hmm. um, I was on his uh, turntables and uh, I think one of the phases started acting up and I'm just like, oh, God. Right. So I just ran to the car and I got mine, mm -hmm. and one of those, the right sides, just it like it hit a Hemi engine on me. Just I'm just like you know sometimes it's just those are small obstacles, man, in, in a battle. Mm -hmm. yeah, so. Oh yes, yes. So mm -hmm. when you go up to a DJ battle, right, mm -hmm. and you see the crowd participation is sitting right there in front of you, oh, yeah. you know, and you're like, man, is it? Does it give you that adrenaline rush? Does it? Does it make your mind move fast? I, Do you just kind of blank out and just focus? You ever seen like your your your? You've been extremely hungry and you know somebody's cooking your favorite dish and they tell you to pull up. Mm -hmm. That's how I see it. And for me, it's collard greens. Like I love, I eat a whole pot of collard greens. <laughs> just give me some ham hog. Right. The crowd just look like collard greens to me. I'm eat. I like it. You know, for me, it doesn't matter. Um, I just think that at the end of the day, man, I was just built for show business because I'm never like uneasy or uncomfortable, maybe a bit of anxiety, but never like, you know, just crushed. And I see so many people, they just die. I'm just like, man, let's go. I don't care. Right. To me, I'm just, I'm like, I'm just either it's going to be, you know, five minutes of fame or five minutes of shame. Either way, it's my fame or my shame, you know? Right, right. And I don't have to, you know. The approval of people, are, like that's the best. You know, don't, don't ever get it twisted. Approve like people whom have been doing this DJing, mm -hmm. and they approve of you, and they accept you into this small community of real DJs. Cause you know you got your people that just like to press buttons, and then you got <laughs> you got people DJs. that's really out here blending, that's yes. really putting together like it yes. infusing. And I'm not even talking about cut, scratch, all that. That's showmanship. That's battle style. But I'm just talking about like the basic, like just getting two records mm -hmm. and mashing them together, literally, right? And making them sound like it was almost like engineered that way. Right, right. You know, these people are DJs. These people have an ear that is it is so like trained, and they know how to do. And they're, they're searching like, and they're doing, you know, and they're doing big things. And they're out in the city, and this we have a small community of those. You know, yeah. the Mark X's, the Pooh Hevs. Mm -hmm. The TOs, myself, you. Yes, my mentors, yes. Yeah. See, yes. You, so you know, what, I mean, all those guys, Metro, all them guys, man, these, we have a small community, and then everybody else is just kind of, you know. Sit, sitting back in the rafters. You know, kind of pulling yeah. out, you know, pulling our capes, trying to get under it, you know, mm -hmm. and then when we actually try to put them under some suggestion, they blow it off. Yes. Why? Yeah. Oh, uh, cause you you standing there and you rocking your crowd, four five hundred people. Think, right. Boy, you ain't DJ since the day you said you was a DJ. But that's okay. I let you have it. Well, that's exactly yeah. it. So my next question for you. You ready for this one? I'm always ready. All right. Yeah. That's what I like to hear. 
So I have two albums down there to the right of you. Mm -hmm. Okay, we have the Nas album uh -huh. and we have the Wu Tang album. Come on now. Right? Mm -hmm. Now, in a mix, right, and I know you like to scratch, which one of those albums would you put on first? It has got to be Wu Tang. And I'm going to tell you why. It's mm -hmm. going to make a lot of sense. Now, Nas is actually my like a favorite artist of mine. He's like my favorite. Mm -hmm. But I rock with Nas a little heavier than, uh, than Wu-Tang. Right. And I think the reason that, that I do is because uh, it's all about what touches you when you play it. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I was coming up, um, it was just like, Nas, that was it. Like, that's all we played was Nas, Tupac, you know. Right. And then my brother, my big brother, my blood big brother, Nas Leaf Hughes, uh Jr., Mm-hmm. He's an artist. Like, okay. and what I mean is he can draw us right now. Oh, wow. And it won't even take him five minutes. Designs in your shirt and everything. Oh, my goodness. I'm telling you, he's just that. He went to the Art Institute in Fort Lauderdale. Wow. So my brother's an artist. He's very skilled and crafted. Mm -hmm. Now, watch this. RZA. Mm -hmm. Skilled, crafted, Wu-Tang symbol. My brother dug it. Right. He dug it all. So I'm just like, dude playing like he be listening to the radio and you remember back in the day you had the radio right and you had your uh your empty cartridge and you'd yes. be ready to press record and play yes. when the track come uh, on oh yes and he man i'm telling you he, he kept saying like man like like man real the wu-tang method like them dudes they from like they hot like mm -hmm. and then um odb method they came with the fans they did they see did. They i'm gonna tell you this is wanted. a this is a big debate mm -hmm. i just have I, this is this is my opinion. It could not be true. Mm -hmm. The gold teeth, and when it really took off, was when them New York guys from Staten Island they put them <laughs> fangs on. It's an argument, I know, because I'm from South Florida. Right. But I'm telling you, I get it. Oh yes. Uh, man, I'm t when them guys see everybody in the South, you wore it because you was like you, the dentist actually prescribed you gold crowns. Right. You know, all that bad eating down there, so they say, hey, you, you go. gotta get some gold. But they wore it as a, a, a fad, you know, it was like mm -hmm. the style. Right. And uh, yeah, so my, bro my brother, he dug Wu Tang, and I really got put on to them. But if I had to pick, it'd be Nas all day. All right, that's mm -hmm. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Man, so now I heard as of late that um, you're part of a, a bigger. A bigger programming with yes. the DJ. Will yes. you tell us a little bit about that today? So, uh, there comes a point, you know, in any DJ's career as to where you have to decide whether you are going to stay independent or you are going to join a coalition. And um, I had reached a point, a uh, mentor of mine, one of my many mentors in this game. You know, you gonna have like several guys, OGs, you gonna look up to. Right. Uh, so, uh, his name is DJ Tommy G. And uh, when I was living in North Carolina, Tommy G was the baddest thing on the radio. Like, mm. you could not turn on Foxy 99 and not hear Tommy G just spanking them turntables. That's just what he did. Right. And uh, I took to this man so well. Like, I knew his radio times. I knew everything, and mm. finally, you know when I met this brother? When did you meet him? I met him at the uh, the gig that I was doing that mm. was originally assigned to him. Wow. He creeped me out. He was sitting at a table. I never forget <laughs> it. Uh, 
it was a uh, Gillespie Street mm. in North Carolina. They had this bar. Mm. I forget the name of the bar, but it was downtown. Right. Real dope little spot. And the guy that hired me, his name was Raheem. Man, mm. this 12 years ago. Mm. Raheem, he said, hey, man. He said, woo, woo, heard some things about you. I'm like, okay. He said, hey, let's, let's make some money. I said, okay. Right. You know, he said, well, I'm doing, a, I'm doing a, a, a throwback, a party. And he said, man, because I was DJing overseas, too. I was DJing, like, when I was deployed. Mm -hmm. And that's really how I got recognized, like, heavily. Right. Like, uh, a lot of those retirees, they were just like, hey, man, when I go, when I go back, I'm retiring. Hey, we're going to come find you. Mm -hmm. And they did not disappoint or lie because they found me, too. Oh, my goodness. So uh, I'm sitting, and I'm, I'm working. I'm doing my thing, ooh, track for track. You know, I'm not doing anything spectacular because I'm nervous because this is one of my first gigs. Right. So I'm just, you know. You know, using the effect of slightly fading down, just going from one track to the next. But then, you know, when you DJ and you jamming, you get a little excited. So yes, I started to get excited, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And I started to rememberize some of my tutorials that I was watching on YouTube about scratch patterns. And mm -hmm. So I, you know what I'm saying? I started to really get into it. And then, you know, I had me a couple of drinks coming too. <laughs> you see? Yeah, So before you right know it, yep. I'm full-blown chopping it up in them. Mm. Now I done caught the eye of a mega, a mega DJ. And he looking. Mm. And he never said one word. And as I'm, uh, this is the end of the night, as I'm packing up, everybody was like, you did a great job. Oh, wow. And he was just like, he said, come on, young blood. I'm just like, should I be grabbing a bottle? Because I'm going to hit this joker. Oh, no. Yo, I'm going to bust yeah. him up. Right. Nah, he was just like, man, come on, have a seat. He said, you know who I am? His voice. Like, it sounded so familiar. I wanted to call this man my uncle, but you got to remember who I was listening to on the radio station, who I would hear with that raspy voice coming in every now and then on, on a split-second break. Right. I say, nah. He said, man, I'm, uh, I'm Tommy G. I'm a, I'm a fella. <laughs> you know, you just, you're finally no, meeting no. somebody who you have listened to for hours. And, man, he told me everything I needed to know in one, sit in one sitting. And he was just like, yeah, man, you know, so I'm uh, you know, I'm with a smooth guy, real smooth, mm -hmm. charismatic. Say, I'm with other fleet DJs, and you know, he said, man, you keep 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 doing your thing. He said, we're gonna reach out. You know, this was 12 years ago, and he finally reached out. Mm. I kid you not, reached out. We always stayed in touch. Right. But you know, at any point, this he, this brother could have hit me up. He could have been like, hey, y'all, uh, uh, no. That's, that's a specific reason as to why now. Because in his eyes, if I've mentored him well enough, he's at a pinnacle now as to where I feel like he can rock with the fleet DJs. And boy, it's 600 of them. Oh, yes. Ooh. Yes, there's a lot of them. And you have to know yeah. your craft. Oh, God. You have to know your craft in order to be in that. Listen, <laughs> they put you on a Zoom phone call. This is, this is how you get inducted into the group. They mm -hmm. put you on a Zoom phone call, right? Mm-hmm. Go. Just off, off, the, off the whim. But I told you, it's like collard greens for me. Right. But it is nerve-wracking, though, because they really don't, all right, go. Like, you can do whatever, but you know what? A guy by the name of DJ Butter, so when they, when they accept you, they accept you for the state that you're in in that, in that chapter. Right. So I'm a part of the Texas Fleet DJs. You know, they got Florida Fleet. They got right. everywhere. They got a f Fleet DJ group in Korea, believe it or not. Right. Kind of like, a, was it Coast to Coast? Yeah. Almost like that. Yeah, so um, a guy by the name of DJ Butter, he's the uh, the chapter commander for Texas. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. And he said, um, he said, man, you know what? Like, you know, after I did, man, I'm kind of like, 
All right, y'all dug it? Like, uh, we, we, I'm in or what? Right. And he was just like, he kind of like, it's like he intentionally <laughs> scared me. So I'm just like, man, come on, man. Don't tell me I did all this cut, cutting and mixing and dropping some of these dope renditions of, of, of fly music. And he was just like, I'm going to just tell you, right off the back, he said, anybody else got anything? He said, oh, anybody want to start first? So I'm thinking, he'd be like, dude, like, you should suck or something. And I was just going to go in the closet and just get it back in it. You know what I'm saying? Like, what I need to do better? Right. Oh, nah. It was standing ovation for sure. He was just like, mm. he said, I'm going to just tell you straight off the back. He said, you know what I like? He said, this is, he said, amongst all the skill play, he said, obviously, man, you, you, you said, you, he said, you got a nice little set of, uh, of turntablism going on. Mm -hmm. He said, man, listen, he said, First thing I like, he say diversity. Where we live at, this is the most diverse yes, city is. in America, El Paso. It is. You cannot go in the average bar or club or venue and just play one genre. You mm -hmm. have nope. to. And you know what? That is a skill that I will not take for granted. Because mm -hmm. had I been anywhere else, it just wouldn't have happened unless I was overseas or something like that. Right. But become limited to <sighs> to your surroundings. But out here, you have man, no choice. That's that no word choice. I was looking for, man. Quit limiting yourself. Get out of that box. Break yeah. out of it because music is not meant to be put in a box. It's worldwide. You know, mm -hmm. look, look, take for instance, man. Look look at Afrobeats, man. This stuff is sweeping the nation like reggaeton now. It is. And a lot of people it don't is. understand. Like, trace it back. Uh -huh. That DNA came right from the, 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 the uh, what's her name, Beyonce. Uh -huh. Came right from the beehive, that's what I was trying to say. Right. She was digging into those Afro beats and that movement years ago. Uh -huh. It kind of like, it gave all of those uh, African brothers and sisters over there, like it gave them, how would I put it? It gave them a, 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 a window uh -huh. and they window. kicked it open. Oh, yes. And they never turned back. And uh, just like reggaeton. You know, they came, they broke the internet, and they never, they never went back. So, yeah, diversity, and that's a, and it's what he like. He say, man, because you know we get so many DJs that they play what they think that I would like. You see, right, and you can't do that all the time. Nah, he just he just man, when they when they set you up, they tell you, man, just play, be you. Oh yes. Like, and you know that's the general rule of thumb. You know, if you really want to learn somebody, just let them be. Right. Don't say anything. Don't make no corrections. Just let them be. Mm -hmm. And by the time you're done, I could tell you a lot about yourself versus if you knew that I was really observing you. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, yeah, that worked out beautifully, man. So, actually, it's funny. Today ended my probation. It's 30 days. Oh, wow. So, you're on 30-day probation. Like You have to uh, make all the Zoom phone calls. You have to be fluent in posting. You have to... Posting is a big thing with, with these huge DJ organizations like Fleet DJs. Uh, shout out to them guys, man. Um, thank y'all for having me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, yes, I really Fleet appreciate DJs. it. Thank yeah. you. This man right here, he's really doing something out here in El Paso and surrounding areas. Mm -hmm. Man, use you or something else. You hear me? Man, listen, you know they call me Lil Puel for a reason. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Now, for your scratching skills, right? Yes. Scratching. Do you have a specific technique that you like to stick to, or is it just something that just uh, comes second nature? Watch this. I'm going to tell you something that's going to be very important, what I'm about to say to you. Okay. What I did to gain my scratch skill is what I really and truly believe that every DJ at some point in their career should do. I shut myself down. Because, see, 
And a lot of people don't want to do that. Lady, you know why they don't want to do it? I'm making my money. Mm -hmm. I got my people. I got shut it down. Shut it down. Decline all gigs and go be about it. Lock yourself away. Mm -hmm. You have to. Kanye West. This man locked himself away for an entire summer. And when he came out, he came out with all bangers and Jay-Z bought every last one of them. You're right. You see? You're right. But he had to lock himself away. Mm -hmm. He had to. Now, I'm not saying that Kanye wasn't dope before he did that. Right. But when you're trying to, like, really get that focus and really lock in, you have to step away. I'm telling you. And then besides that, if you notice, just noticing, just watching DJs. A lot of DJs actually got better during COVID. Why? They had a lot of time to practice. They didn't work, and all they did was what? Mm -hmm. Practice. Build music. Get all, you know, everybody have all these downloading sites, and they paying $30, $40 a month. But you know, much like myself at one point, I never used it. Like, I would download maybe once or twice every two, three months, and they charging me $30 every month. Mm -hmm. If that's not the biggest waste of money I've ever seen, you know, you need to be downloading every day. Exactly. So, like I said, just locking myself away for a while, I went away mm -hmm. from about 2010 to about maybe I popped back on the scene real heavy about like 2000, late 2011, 2012. And when I tell you I was so ready, I was so prepared, like it wasn't no, nothing no one can tell me. And I'm mm -hmm. talking about I do everything by levels, mm -hmm. right? So at that point, I was operating at 10 levels. Which means that I should at least be accomplishing the basic task, getting there, setting up, playing music, appeasing people, tearing down, shake hands, and get out of there. Cool. That is the basics. Now, at this point, I'm working on showmanship. In other words, like, this could be any type of venue, but based on my showmanship and how I, you know, I'm going to do something that's going to catch someone's eye. Right. And right. I'm going to... You know, like pursue that until I do. I don't give a, I don't care if it takes me three, four hours to catch someone's eye. I'm gonna catch somebody's eye, and that person is gonna keep you in the building. You are right. If that's the person gonna keep you there. Hey, they gonna go back and be like, yo, who did the management? We need, we need to get his number because we need him to come back because his energy, and that's right. what it's about, energy. Yes. yes. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> DJing here in El Paso. Do you have a resident DJ spot that you DJ at, or do you yes. just like to bounce around? Yes. I have a residency, and it's funny you said bouncing around because that's what I was doing before. Mm -hmm. But I'm a loyal dude. I'm loyal to the core. Right. Like, uh, if you rock with me in any situation, nine times out of ten, I'm going to rock with you in most, or if not all. So that's why I, uh, I obtained the residencies that I have, and um, even with me you know, taking leave because I'm in the military, you know. No right. secret to what we do. You know, we, we have to go at periods of time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was gone for oh. 30 days, you know. I right. had a baby girl in the, born in the world or whatever. So. Congratulations. Yeah, little little Genesis. And she got a set of lungs, too. Ooh. Good God. Don't let me sing her, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so, um, lady by the name of Christina, I love her dearly. That's mm -hmm. like my big sister. Um, there's a hole in the wall, mm. and it's right here on Dyer Street. Right. It goes by the name of Central Bar. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you we get down in that place, mm. I'm telling you the uh, diversity. Right. Uh, when the energy is matched in that place, 
I don't care. There's no other place in El Paso that can touch me because that energy, we're all in that building, synced, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, like racially unified. Like you got my brothers, they over here dancing and doing, you know, uh, Latino dances, right? Right. You know, you got my lads, you know what I'm saying, twerking, you know what I'm saying? It's mm -hmm. going up and the energy is pure because ain't nobody fighting in there. Right, uh -uh. right. See, one thing you got to know about it, it's Central Bar, mm -hmm. centrally. Right. You see what I'm saying? This is the heart of El Paso. And if you don't like it, you can leave. Too easy. Exactly. Like, we don't need 15 security guards because everybody is security guard. And they're like, y'all ain't finna ruin this fun. Mm -hmm. like, we got fuse going. We right. got these drinks going. Right. Uh-uh. Right. You right. see? And it's just, uh, it's crazy because, you know, not everybody comes from a cool past. No, some of these guys' past is very troubled. Very. But when they come in there, they leave that crap outside. Mm -hmm. Because one, they respect the, the establishment. Two, the energy. That's why I tell people all the time, you know, I'm not a sage guy, but I guarantee you when I walk in some clubs, I feel that energy. Yes. And I'd be like, yeah, but I ain't gonna stay here too long. Because mm -hmm. it's, just, it's just a nasty, funky energy. And I'm just like, yo, this, ain't, this, this, is, not a, this is not me. This is not a pass. So really and truly, I'm out. Like, right. we're going to stay about 10 minutes. Oh, yes. Well, yes. yeah, that's that's one of my residencies. And I got Lucky Dog, another residence, uh, resi residency of mine. Okay. And uh, I think I only got two residencies. There. Oh, I just I just took on a third one, Big Mike's. All right, all right. So Big Mike's, we're going to be kicking the old school on Saturdays. I'm uh, stepping in the footprints of my boy uh, Mark X. Okay. Mark X rock out on Fridays, and I'm going to come and uh, take out the trash on Saturdays, you know. <laughs> And that's something else right there. Oh, yeah. Now, do you believe that DJs, right? Mm -hmm. Now, we're rocking parties. Right. We're, um, we're setting a higher bar. We're setting that expectation yes. for the next one that might want to throw a party at the party that you're already, mm -hmm. you know, doing. Mm -hmm. So, do you believe that you have the power to control the crowd, their yeah. mindset? Yes, you do. Now... I'm a I'm a set it at about a 95% control rate, and the only reason as to why I won't account for that other 5% because that's just situational. Mm -hmm. Some things happen before those guys got in the bar. Some things is going to happen while they're there. But at least if you're controlling that music, and you're conflicting them spiritual demons in there that want to fight everybody, you can't play knuck if you buck all night. You no, see what I'm saying? <laughs> because when you got people in there that's, that's 15, 16 shots in, you know, and uh, you getting them enraged, man. Music controls people in ways that you wouldn't even believe. And that's why I was telling you about that unmatched energy. And even mm -hmm. songs like from you know, secular artists, it's like real, real, like street artists, they have like a different energy to them. Yes, they do. You know, and, and like I said, um, like uh, you can get uh, somebody like a, like a Ludacris uh, did the, uh, the track with his group, um, uh, Move B-I-T-C-H. Mm -hmm. You see, that's a crazy song, but the energy is different. Right. And if you think about it, you're going to be like, man, this dude is literally screaming out, telling anybody to move, get out the way. Mm -hmm. But it's different. The energy is just the energy. Yes. Now, you can take that same content, right, mm -hmm. and you put it in the lyrics and let Pooh Shiesty rap it. Now watch what happens. Yes. Energy. energy. It's just the energy of certain artists. It's just, but I can't blame Pooh Shiesty because no. that's where he come from. You know, right. that's where he come from, and he is accepted. See, me, 
I come from places as to where, yeah, maybe if I had if I had accepted that in my life, I'd be a lot different, uh, a much different guy right now, probably behind bars. Mm -hmm. But I didn't accept it. But when someone accepts something, I didn't become good at being a DJ until I accepted it. You see? Mm -hmm. Right. I had to accept it. Like, this is what I am. This is what I'm going to be good at. And that's it. So, yeah. Right. So do you think DJing is your purpose? It, it has to be. It's your purpose? It has to be. There's no way I can miss. Like, in other words, if DJing is not my purpose, then I don't know what is. And I'll be lost if somebody really actually tell me that it's not. I'll be lost. You know, it's not my only purpose on, in this world, but mm. it's definitely one of my purposes because one thing about it, two things for sure, I met a bunch of people that just tell you whatever they think you want to hear, but man, oh my, mm -hmm. I got people that's going to tell you the truth. And you know what? It's two people that told me, man, that man, like, bro, you pretty, I'm talking right here in El Paso. Mm -hmm. It's two people, and they don't hold no punches. Watch, Pooh Hef, who win? When he holding the punch. Mm -hmm. If Pooh Hef tell you you got a skill, boy, that is going <laughs> to be great, you better believe it, because oh, Pooh yes. Hef ain't. No, he, he's, not, he's the type of person that either he going to, if he don't want to hurt your feelings, he's just not going to say nothing. Exactly. If the man opens his mouth, he's telling you exactly what he feel. Oh, yes. I'm just yes. telling you. I will 100% agree mm -hmm. on and, that. And Mark X. Mark X is just like, yo, feels you nice. Mm -hmm. Those two people, they don't, they, don't, they don't joke about your skill set. Right. They'll tell you out the back. Trash. They'll tell you. Like, they'll, oh, he got potential. You know, whatever, they're just going to tell you and you can love it, like it, hate it, whatever. They ain't going to change the statement, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. What is the um, biggest performance that you have done in your, in your lifetime as a DJ? I remember it like it was yesterday. And remember when I told you I took that step back? Mm-hmm. That step back I took was because of this event. Different story. I didn't jack it up. I actually did very well. Um, all I played was old school, which is like, come on, we, we all listen to Mama them play the music in the house, so oh, yes. that was easy. I, I would have been more terrified or maybe just uh, anxious if I had to actually like get down and play new music. Because mm -hmm. um, you like new music, you never know. And um, oh, right. I had an opportunity, and I would not miss this opportunity for nothing in the world. Mm -hmm. um, I was DJing in Fayetteville, um, and one of my main residencies was Big Apple. And uh, we would do comedy shows there, mm -hmm. and uh, Comicville Entertainment. Right. Fayetteville, Comicville. So the, the CEO or one of the owners or managers uh, of that company was, an, was, in fact, my barber. Okay. And while I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a guy that when I set my mind to something, I'm going to achieve it to some degree. And I said, man, I'm going to be a DJ out here in the city. Like, I, I know I could. I don't see any dudes, and I'm, I'm better. Right. Or I can, do the, I can do the same. I can do that. So I can be doing this and occupy, occupy my time and stop getting in trouble or whatever the case, or, or stay out of trouble. Boom. So I just say, man, one day, man, I'm talking to my bub. I say, man, I'm coming here, man. I'm going to just throw some smooth tracks on. Do you know this dude literally to this day cannot stop saying, like, bro, you're a smart dude. He said, I never thought about that, getting a live DJ in a barbershop. This man DJ was, I mean, this man barbershop was pumping. Uh. It was pumping. He was just like, man, this dude got my shop lit. <laughs> and all I was, good stuff. Yeah, all I was, all I was doing, I did it for pro bono for free. Right. But really and truly, 
it was an investment for myself. Like it was, I had to, you know, you can't make money without, you know, you got to spend money to make money in a sense. Exactly. So I was literally spending my time because you know, time and, uh, and money is cousin. You know what I'm saying? So I was spending my time, you know, in efforts to be like, hey, somebody look me up one day and it's be like, hey, let's let's get you on there. So one day the golden opportunity came mm -hmm. and uh, they had to fire a DJ that they were using. And this DJ was nice. I can't remember his name, but he was really good. Mm -hmm. He was really good. I ain't gonna lie. I was, Smoking. He much right. like how I am now, like, but I was mm -hmm. just younger back then and still didn't have that skill. Mm -hmm. And uh, they ended up firing him because uh, he got too drunk. He was missing the comedian's cues. Oh, no. But when they fired him, it was like a blowout type fire. It was just like they had got into it, uh. yada, yada, yada. And uh, right there on the spot, I guess he was in the chair. Now watch. I'm going to tell you how this played out. It still didn't register to him, like, <laughs> dude. One of the uh, barbers, his name is Wink. If I ever see him again, I know he still lives in Fayetteville, but if I mm -hmm. see him again, I still got to shake his hand because he had to tap into uh, my barber, Bay Lou, mm -hmm. tap into his bald head and like, dude, it was just like, he, he said, hold on, he cut his clippers off. This is Wink now. My boy right. Wink, they call him Wink because he's always winking. Mm -hmm. He cut his clippers off. He <coughs> said, he say, don't you got, because they used to call me virtual DJ. He said, oh, vert right there in your chair, why don't you use him? Mm. And Bay Lou like, yeah, he said, man, you got your own equipment. Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. Know what I'm saying? Yes. Man, can you do it? Yes, I can. <laughs> so comedy shows, and then here comes the event of a lifetime. Uh, a DJ that was booked to uh, spin for Cat Williams' um, show, his special in D.C. Okay. Now, mind you, I'm in North Carolina now. Mm -hmm. uh, he was he was double booked. He was booked for a wedding. At the same time, he was booked to work uh, at um, and DJ for Cat Williams or whatever. Mm. Now, remember, it's Comicville Entertainment, and all of my, my barber and uh, all these, 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 these guys, they, they pretty much work together. You know, even in D.C., you know, they got all these comedians, they all communicate, and they're, they're, uh, the, the event the coordinators, they all get, like, they call, I'll call you as the rep out there in D.C. for uh, whatever com comic, you know, whatever your name is, right. comic entertainment. I call you up, Lady Dubois, man, I, I need such and such, man. You know, what are you going to hit me for? Hey, I'm going to put you in contact with his, uh, his, uh, his uh, promoter or whatever. Ooh. And then that's how they ended up getting me because they called um, my barber, Baylou. What they call him, Baby? Mm -hmm. And uh, he was just like, oh, man, I, I need a DJ, man. Every DJ in D.C. locked up, man. They done. Oh. Like, they already booked for months. He said, I had a DJ. This guy got a wedding. And I don't want to ruin the wedding, you know what I'm saying? They, all they say, man, it's easy. All they got to do is just play a good, like, good soul for music, you know, age appropriate, you know what I'm saying? Because it's grown and sexy. And that's like 25 and up. We're going right. to see Cat Williams, you know? Oh, yes. So um, it was at uh, some Coliseum down in D.C., real dope. And uh, I remember it was in February because I had on red and white, and everybody was rocking red and white in there you know, right. for Valentine's and stuff. Mm -hmm. I get in there, man. Uh, well, I got, I, I got, I got the alley hoop thrown to me by my my barber, and he was just like, "Man, phew." See, I got some fun. He said, "Man, the only thing I need to know is, can you do it?" I like, "What you mean?" He said, "Hey, man." He said, "Man, what if I told you, man, I could put you in the building with Cat Williams, man, DJing his comedy show?" Ooh, I know that. I died good. first. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, man. That's pressure. You came back, though, right? But I came back to life and said, I'm like, let's go. Let's get it. He said, he man, mm -hmm. I asked I said, what I need. Mm -hmm. He said, man, they're going to put you in a hotel up there. Uh, all you got to do is pretty much you find your way up there. And they, 
they cut the bag where you get there. Right. I said, okay, cool. No problem. Because you know it wasn't no cash out then. Exactly. Cash out wasn't quite a thing just then. No, no, it wasn't. You know, not. can't just send people money instantly unless you're Western Union. Then you still got to stop at a Walmart, you know. Uh -huh. So I load up, man. I load up the charge at the time I had. I had a 97 charge. No, 97, not 97, 2007 charge. Okay. You know. Uh -huh. I fired the SRT8 and I'm tearing up the highway. I'm gone. <laughs> Man, I called my chain of command. I told my chain of command, like, look, man, I got an opportunity of a lifetime, but I got to leave tomorrow. You know, my chain of command, like, like what? you finna be a millionaire or what? I like, nah. I say, but what I'm, no, my, you know, my passion. I say, man, I, right. I, I might have an opportunity to open up for Kevin Williams, a DJ. And he was just like, Shh, I'll do your pass for you. Right, Go right. Gone. Hit the road. Get up there, man. These people take care of me like royalty. And yeah. I'm just like, man, it is an absolute pleasure to be a traveling DJ, man. I'm talking about mm -hmm. the way that I was set up. Like, this is the stage. Right. right. Well, let's just put it like this, okay? Mm -hmm. That's the stage. On the side of the stage right here right. was where the DJ was. Okay. And uh, that's the crowd. Mm. And uh, it was set up so perfect because if I did make a mistake, man, nobody was looking at me directly because I was off to the side. Right. But, man, during my break... I peel that curtain, I say, woo. <laughs> it just looked like a million peanut heads out there. I was just like, oh God, but yeah, he uh he did a very good job. And um I was talking to his uh his manager, I said I said, I never got his intro song. He said, man, he said, man, be honest with you, he just like Rick Ross, man. Play some Ross. Uh -huh. And um I play hustling. I know that, that feeling must have been exhilarating. Man, to see Cat Williams bounce around that stage like that, man. <laughs> but see, this is what I hate. See, at these times, there wasn't no snap where you can get it directly and just send it. Like, right. it was IG, so you had to, you know, <laughs> sit there, zoom in. But uh, they also wasn't lying cell phones in there either because that mm. was a special. Right, right. But, um, so I didn't want to record and post. But it was lovely. I did, uh, I did however, take pictures. With uh him uh his uh what's the the little his he had a team and I forget the name of them mm -hmm. a real dope team man I took pictures with them brothers man and um I was hurt though because none of them told me I did a good job DJing though really I was hurt I was crushed no I'm joking man. I really was I'm, though mm -hmm. I really I, I really was happy to be there man but none of them mentioned anything about the skill set and I thought I was tearing it up too but then again you gotta think about it man these guys they don't they don't hurt some of the, the greats. Right, you know, right. You so, remember what year that was? I might have to look it up. 2010. 2010? And I took a break from 2010 okay. to 2012, roughly, at the end of 11. I was right. just locked away. I didn't really do too many gigs. I'll maybe do something if it was really important, maybe a wedding. But mm -hmm. other than that, locked away. I was declining all gigs. And uh, Cat Williams did his show in 2010. Um, it was in February. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was in D.C. And the jig was up, and we had a good time. Oh, that's wonderful. That is so wonderful to hear. Mm -hmm. So, for these young and upcoming DJs that we have, yes. you know, the ones that might be kids or teenagers or, you know, um, just becoming into adulthood, what advice would you give them for this new age music that <laughs> that we listen to nowadays? Because okay. you, know, you know what's coming. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is what I have to tell them. I mean, and everyone I meet, I tell them all the same thing. Find you a mentor. Find you somebody that's going to provide protection for you in this game. And when I say find them, don't just, oh, yeah, let me just kick it with Lady Dubois because, you know, let me just kick it with her. No, find them. Mm -hmm. Like, 
they you should be y'all should be conversing every day. I don't care. It ain't even got to be about DJing. Find your person. Right. Find your guy. Find your gal. Find your person. Find somebody that creates motivation in you when you are depressed. Mm -hmm. Find somebody that creates motivation in you when you just don't want to spend no more. Like, I'm just done with it. You know, I ain't really getting the success that I needed. Right. Find your person. Find you a mentor and stick to them. If you don't have a mentor yet, I don't know if I'm your mentor. I don't know if I'm your guy. Give me a shot and we'll see. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I say now, I'm tough as nails as a mentor because I don't want you to make the same mistakes that a lot of these other guys made and I made as well. But I just had always, I always had a habit of finding mentorship. Right. And I ride your coattail. I'm, I'm with you. You know what I'm saying? I ride your coattail all day. I'd be like, man, where we at tonight? Let's go. I'll come watch you play. I'll come help you set up. I'll, I'll, the whole time I'm just learning. Right. Learning the ropes. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you can't be a teacher if you was a horrible student. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I just tell them, man, find a mentor and stick to them. And then find out if you love this or not. Uh -huh. Because some of y'all got it twisted. Do you love money or do you love this art that we have taken and taken this thing? We're taking it by the horns. And DJs nowadays are getting a lot of respect. Uh -huh. Quote, unquote, real DJs. Yes. Um, they're getting a lot of respect now. And people are really starting to realize, like, dude, that was me that broke your record. That was me that played your record on the radio station mm -hmm. in stunning fashion. Right. That was little old me in the background, you know, in that hot box in this radio station just sweating. That was me that broke your record. I appreciate it, though. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people, they just, for a long time, they wasn't, they were like, DJs had all the respect. You know, back in the 70s, 80s, we had all, it wasn't, it wasn't nothing better. Right. And then the 90s, they started coming out with all these different <laughs> beat machines and right. uh, all this craziness. And it, it just kind of pushed us in the background. Still funky as ever. We still rocking clubs. Right. But it just kind of shoved us in the background as to where everybody else was getting the light. But now starting to get shoved forward because you got guys like Jazzy Jeff that's creating these platforms and they're doing all different types. Like, he's he's uh, fencing now, trying to get trying to get it together for the versus battle. Let's do DJs. Right. Give us some freaking respect. We deserve it. Yeah. I'm telling you, we've been digging in the trenches just like y'all. Mm-hmm. Come on. We've been, we've, we are part of the culture as well. Stop trying to shine us out because I tell you one thing, you, you ain't nothing without us. I promise you that. Exactly. You wouldn't be half the person you are today or the artist you are today without your DJ, you know? You heard that, right? You heard what, what DJ Fuse, yeah. that's what Fuse had to say. You mm -hmm. know, you, you have to what, break that music. So this, the show is breaking the music. If you're not. Yes, you definitely have to do that. DJs. Now, let me get this correct. Because uh -huh. a lot of people understand the difference between you know, uh, there isn't a big difference between like club DJs and radio DJs. It's just one you can see and the other one you can hear. Exactly. They're all DJs, or whether I broke it on the radio, whether I broke it in a nightclub, or whether I broke it at a little tiki, uh, tiki bar. Mm -hmm. Didn't matter. I still broke your record. Give me my respect, please. Yes. And yes. if you want to write a check, that's fine too. <laughs> Right, I'm telling you, we overdue. Hey, hey, overdue, overdue. Yeah. And then um, I look at some of the topics of um, how DJs are, are paid. Mm 
you know. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, we, we consider ourselves by our skill. You know, yes. what, the, the years that we have up under our belt. Mm -hmm. And then it feels terrible to get undercut by somebody that doesn't know what they're doing, but you get what you pay for. Yeah. You get exactly what you pay for. So here in El Paso, I see a lot of that, but um, up and coming, I'm not really sure if it's more so because of the pandemic that the whole world went through, or if it is just the dynamic here. Let me tell you. Let me tell you exactly what's happening. And it, it's like, it pisses me off to the point to where, like, I just really and truly, and you know what? Promoters, yes, I'm talking to you. Promoters, I'm talking to you. Bar managers, I'm talking to you. Club owners, I'm talking to you. If you want quality, you have to pay for it. If I want a Rolls Royce, I have to pay for it. If I want a Ferrari, I have to pay for it. If I want a Ford Focus, however, comma, very small, I have to pay for it. Uh -huh. So you have a giant in your establishment, right? He's a giant. He or she, they're breaking records, cut, spinning, dropping, mic talk, crowd engagement, energy. If he, he or her acts for $500 a night, you should have no problem breaking him off plus cover his tab. But why don't you? You know why? Because you're selfish, you're cheap, and you have no loyalty. And you think that you're better off without that DJ until you get that DJ whom calling, who's, who's calling himself a DJ has no experience, don't know how to manage a crowd, not watch. See, we passed that phase. We know how to watch y'all. We see what y'all do. No, manage a crowd, meaning that I can look over here to the left and know that maybe this Pooh Shicey track ain't the right one I need to be playing. But then again, I can look to the right and I say, you know what, I see some people that they want to twerk. How can I bridge that gap? Mm -hmm. Management. Manage. I'm managing my people. Right now, I'm a whole CEO and I'm managing all my flock. I'm managing all my people. Mm -hmm. And I got to do it to a point to where no one's upset at the end exactly. of the night. Maybe you might be disagreed with me, but mm -hmm. you're not upset. So with that being said, understand you get what you pay for. And if you keep letting people come in your, your institutions and they're lowballing, just because this one DJ, you had him at 300. Oh, I'll do the same job for 150. Think about that. Come on, promoters. Think about that. Who is willing to take a pay cut? Who's doing that? Is that your real DJ, self-respecting man or woman? Or is that a little kid that's about to get in your institution and he's not going to manage your people well and then it will be shut down? Year after year, how many times have we seen it happen? Shut down. Why? Because you got a jit behind those records, and he is just rushing everyone's spirit. Just in that, just all I want to do is just rip my shirt off and punch somebody because you're rupturing my spirit. You're not managing me well. You're the guy that's playing the music. Manage me, guy. Throw some freaking, um, 
give me something, you know, give me something that I, I can step to. You know, I'm a, I'm a guy, so I don't twerk, but just give me something. You know what I'm saying? Right. Please, feed me musically. If not, I'm a tennis club, but is that not what happens every night? That's what happens. That is for a definite, positive, definitive answer. It does happen. If you don't feed me, I'm going to get hungry. Because mm -hmm. I want to be in a, in a place as to where the energy is high. And then, you know, if, if you're not feeding me, brother, I'm, I'm done. You know what I'm saying? Either now, at this, at this age, I'm going to leave. I'm all right, man. <laughs> I'm going to go check out see what Mark has got going on because this ain't it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And people get it so twisted. Mm -hmm. I don't care about your crowds. I don't care about your four or 500 people. I care about the energy. Right. I, if I could build a team of DJs right now, you'd be surprised who I'd pick. It would not be who you think. I you see? Oh, yes. Because I understand what it is going to take to survive in this night. This night, this night entertainment is no joke nowadays. Everybody got a pistol. Everybody got attitudes. Everybody a Billy bad, but mm -hmm. right? Everybody bad. Everybody is bad until you turn that music on to make them feel good. Yeah, they put that <laughs> crap away. They don't even matter of fact, when people come to Central Bar, they don't even think about that because mm -hmm. they know it's gonna be a good night. Because right. I have good crowd management. It is not easy, but I promise you. Sometimes you know, crowd to the love, you like, right. you know, come on, man. Right. I'd be like. Do I come to your goddamn on job and tell you how to work? Don't come in here trying to tell me how to work. Mm -hmm. You know, I might not particularly like how you dropped that engine the other day. <laughs> what I should do, come over there and start pulling the boats? No. Mm -hmm. Let you do your job. Yeah, let me do my job, brother. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You, the more you do it over and over again, mm -hmm. the better you get. But you know what, though? At the end of the night, that'd be like, man, I see exactly why you do what you do. Mm -hmm. Thank you. All right, everybody. Well, I want to thank you. DJ Fuse for oh, yeah. coming on the show today. I it has be been a remarkable, remarkable interview talking to you and getting to know you a lot better. Um, again, my name is DJ Lady Dubois. I want to welcome you guys to Breaking the Music, and I hope to see you guys next week um, with another special guest. So, until next time, salute.